0: Hi, I'm Matt. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And I'm Brent Flyberg. And this is Pod, Pod Yourself, Pod the yourself wire. The wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and talk about it. No, this is not The Sopranos. Fuck. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire and talk about it. But this is not an episode where we're talking about an episode. No, this is the mailbag episode. Oh. Hell yeah. Everyone's favorite episode. I love it. This is, uh, you know, this is one where we finally, after, you know, months and months of, Giving you our email address and our, our voicemail. We uh, fucking, we tell you to, you know, we listen to them and we read your shit, you know? That's what that's what this episode is about. You have about. to use so many swear words, Matt. You know, I do. Some of
1: us are applying for jobs right now and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it's not helpful. I'll just say it.
2: You think oh, that I'm gonna, there's... Let, I'm gonna let some slurs loose and yeah, then tag you
0: and everything exactly? Hey, I got more slurs, Vince, Vince, best friend, Vince, <laughs> just you with a like your alt Twitter account with a KKK mask. I don't know that guy, I don't know that guy, Vince, <laughs> but we're best friends. <laughs> you think you're not gonna get a job because you swear? I don't, I don't know,
1: man. So. I've been out of the game many years, it could be all different, it could be having robot hiring managers uh, well they
0: definitely have robot hiring managers yeah. so you're gonna have to do an interview with chat gpt that's good and we're fr- we're you know friendly. you're you're gonna have to it's gonna try to get you to leave your wife mm-hmm. you guys heard have you seen this <laughs> have you heard about this I have, I have. no what well, i haven't seen it. i haven't heard about it wait really you haven't no what was what was this Oh, uh, this is just a guy from the New York times, uh, was beta testing ChatGPT, and chat admitted that it was in love with him and, uh, was like, you should leave your wife. Um, it Damn. was pretty, it was pretty sick, mm-hmm. you know, chat GPT is a freaking simp. Yeah. Chat GPT is uh, the worst kind, like a lib fucking npr new york times <laughs> <simp>. <laughs> like yeah. i love the idea that chat gpt has just like got the npr tote bag you know listens to all the pledge drives all the <laughs> way through you know got and uh, with michael barbaro's face on it with his yeah. circular frames <laughs>
1: <laughs> just completely circular man um yeah well anyways he really looks like th- he looks like intellectual where's waldo like he's got like he a, does he's got a skinny little turtleneck and then round glasses
0: yeah he looks like he's like earnestly asking the question where's waldo <laughs> <laughs> yeah he actually wants
1: to know
0: it. like to a senator <laughs> so um where's uh i guess we'll start off with the uh, the question where is where is waldo? waldo hmm you know it's just like <laughs> well uh, waldo is uh, somewhere in that zoo you see how there's like very uh, a lot of uh a lot of animals with a similar stripe pattern as his shirt. Well, that's meant to trick you into thinking he's not there, but he's there. hmm, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, yep. that's uh, fun. But
1: this is not a podcast about what Michael Barbaro
0: uh, asking uh-huh. where Waldo is. <laughs> no, this is a The Wire podcast and we cannot start the pod or the mailbag episode without first playing the theme song. When you walk to the
3: garden, you gotta pod. Well, I beg your pod. the podcast. Trail.
0: If you pod walk
3: with Jesus, he's gonna save
0: the docks.
3: You gotta keep
0: the Polish pod season two all right everyone (laughs) i played the whole theme song yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so today we are going to be answering questions from all of you all around the internet from email to fucking twitter to fucking reddit to fucking voicemail stop it
1: why are you doing that What
0: am I doing? All the swearing—you're just doing it to antagonize me now. You're—was I swearing a lot? He's never going to get that job at BYU. I didn't even notice that time I was swearing that much. Oh, man, I—I—I think uh, it's—I think I'm just—I'm so used to swearing that I don't even—I don't even know I'm doing it. Like some people say, like um Mm -hmm. or uh, and I just say with
2: with racial slurs. You say come. Calm. Calm, I, uh, uh, calm.
0: come, come! <laughs> I said come instead of um every time. I should try to make that a habit. Come, uh, all right. So let's let's start off with a voicemail, Vince. Vince, you've uh, you've got you said a, a nice a nice little uh, grip of voicemails. I do. Right?
1: Some of them were just factual and kind of nice, and uh, I like, like that fun. You know, fun facts uh, that maybe we would want to know. I appreciated those. Here is one of them.
4: So just listen to episode seven of The Wire. And um, I was a social worker in Baltimore in the 90s and then became a teacher. And for three years at the middle school that I worked at in East Baltimore, we had a lacrosse team and I was one of the coaches. All the kids there were amazing at lacrosse as little kids. And the entire school was, you know, save, save for a few kids, they were all black great lacrosse players like Jim Brown, who was All-American in football and lacrosse. Uh, three of my kids as freshmen in high school started for the high school team. So all the middle schools in Baltimore, when they have them, they all had lacrosse teams. And it was pretty awesome coaching and learning lacrosse because I never played. Enjoy the podcast a lot. Thanks, bye.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. Well, thanks Thanks for calling in and telling us about that. That, that is kind of, uh, I mean, it flips the whole... Stereotype of lacrosse on its head over in Baltimore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and like uh, yeah, just like to to yeah, that all- guy being a, a social worker. And a
2: middle school teacher in the in Baltimore. Let me just say thank you for your service. that, that had to be <laughs> the after only, watching The
0: Wire. I can't imagine <laughs> the yeah. only actual veteran.
5: <laughs>
0: if yeah. you're a social worker <laughs> and like when I say we support the troops on this podcast, I am specifically talking about teachers and social workers. Um, <laughs> no, that is yeah, that is that is nuts, man. Uh, I I just I associate lacrosse with. I think just the 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 Yale team that did the rape or mm. didn't do something Duke. about it was Duke and they they that was didn't. Duke yeah um, I associated think, okay, with okay all right sorry. but you think Yale lacrosse didn't also do the rape <laughs> yeah. come on come on now
1: I associate it with uh, Adam Sandler's friend Peter Dante uh, the
0: why he's a he's a big is he, champion relax he bro la-
1: he's a big champion of
0: lacrosse no hmm. way yeah. Wait, is this that, the actor who's in all of his movies and yeah, plays Peter his Dante. friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. He,
2: uh... But he hasn't been in a movie in, like, he hasn't, he, like, they had a falling out of some kind, right? Did, he hasn't you been think in one of those did? movies
0: in, like, 15 years. I think so. I, yeah, I, I mean, he must have had a fallout. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I've been wondering where he was at for so long, because I was always like, it's cool that Adam Sandler has a hot friend. i I didn't know that they had a falling out he was in grown-ups
1: too like that wasn't that long ago oh all right well maybe maybe. okay i guess you're right i
0: assumed the falling i mean i didn't assume a falling out until you said it but now that you said it i thought maybe true because um he used to be in all of his movies yeah i would have thought i mean Mm -hmm. if
1: i thought if he would fall out with anyone it would be alan covert for uh starting a company that makes right-wing children's books but um, I don't think. Wait, what?
0: Huh? Who's Alan? Who? Alan Covert. He's Alan Covert. Yeah, what does he's that
1: stand for a covert racist. <laughs> no, he's the Sandler friend that has like uh, a little. Oh, round, the ugly he's, Sandler he's, friend. He's yeah, grandma's yeah. boy. Yeah yeah, 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 he's grandma's boy. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's the ugly Sandler friend. Um, well, because yeah. Adam Sandler had two friends: a hot guy, ugly guy. And <laughs> that's right. And mm-hmm. and oh, okay. So he started a right-wing children's book company. That's right. Yeah. What is a right-wing children's okay. book? Um, they tell patriotic
2: stories and such. Uh, oh, yeah! So yeah. Uh, the little engine that could do it itself without social services, <laughs> stuff like that.
1: Um, I'll find. Uh, let, me, let
2: me see if I can find some of the books that he put out.
1: Um, yeah, as a parent with young children, I would always find little things that bothered me when I was reading bedtime stories or watching shows or listening to children's music. I couldn't find any stories, games, or television shows that were fun and exciting while also being morally instructive and patriotic.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? All children's books are just like, this is a bear. This is a bird. (laughs) Like All I've been doing is reading children's books for six fucking months. (laughs) They're not patriotic enough. They don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, maybe I, if I once I get a toddler I'll get into the woke literature that children's books have become apparently Familiar faces
1: in the Cherry Tree series include Tex the T-Rex a patriotic dinosaur with new books coming out July 4th, his birthday Special Hops Pro-Military rabbit,
0: <laughs> and the Eagles <laughs> Pro-Military Rabbits <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god Uh,
1: Also uh, coming soon is Potty in the USA, a potty training series with toddler versions of Betsy Ross, Thomas Jefferson, and Lewis and Clark. They'll also teach children about the Pledge of Allegiance
0: and the Revolutionary War. Okay, so first of all, Potty in the USA, that's fine. Honestly, your children's book doesn't have to explicitly be like this America children book. Like, all you have to do is have a pun... And then you've, you've got it. Yeah. Is it, is it that his Potty in the USA uh, book is not going to have any uh, black civil rights leaders or founding fathers in it? It's like, it, <laughs> it, it, what makes it no, racist? I was, uh, is I was it's hoping ex- to do the anti
1: woke Hamilton, where uh, Hamilton is <laughs> actually uh, a white guy again.
2: A white guy? Yeah. <laughs> and what instead if of,
0: Hamilton were white? <laughs> yeah. And uh, instead of singing, it's just classical music playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what white people listen to. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's the Eagles. It's like a Hamilton music musical, but it's oh, all, it also kind of sounds like the Eagles. It's all just Hotel California esque <laughs> songs. I, I'll admit, I only know one Eagles song. I mean, I know there, I probably know other ones, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Them. Um, we have uh, other factual voicemails that are more uh,
1: wire related. Um, this is, this no, is.
0: Well, first of all, that first one was very wire related. It was. And, it was. Uh, yeah. That, I really can't wait till we get to season four just to like finish up on that one, uh, because that is um, the realest fucking depiction of uh, working in a public school that I've ever seen. And uh, if my dad I'm stressed out just thinking about it, <laughs> yeah. if my dad weren't like uh, legally insane, I'd be like, he'd be a great guest for the podcast. <laughs> well, I was a substitute <laughs> teacher for a time in uh, San Mateo,
1: Foster City. Oh,
0: there we go. We can I talk taught, about that.
1: I taught. They, they were like, "You do you want to teach 6th to eighth graders? You sh- you seem like you'd be good at that." And I was like, yeah. "Sure." <laughs> and then I realized, like, "Oh, that's what nobody else wants to teach because junior high kids are
0: the worst." University, dude. Seriously, yeah. I got punked by some junior high kids uh, yesterday on my way over hmm. to uh, San Francisco. Yeah, favorite- <laughs> I was uh, I <laughs> was in Gilroy uh and i was standing in line uh i was at a gas station standing in line to go to the bathroom it was the gas station was out uh had an outdoor bathroom and i had my backpack on because i didn't want to leave my backpack in the car i just you know i when i have like all my shit Mm -hmm. in something i i'm like i can bring it with me and um so then all of a sudden i feel this like slap on my shoulder it was very light but it was still it was like someone touched me that's weird i'm in mm-hmm. gilroy mm-hmm. um and uh, i turned around and it was these three uh like fucking eighth grade latino kids and this one kid was just like oh, oh my bad i was just i was just swinging my, my hand around and and he's like laughing with his friends and i was like wait were you trying to like hit a fly, or were you trying to hit me and he just looks at me dead in the eye he goes go to the bathroom go to the bathroom go to the bathroom go. I was just like I was like, no, but somebody's in there. I have to wait, and so we all had to stand there awkwardly, and and then and I then I went pee, and I was like, oh god, oh boy, girl. If I only, if I could have said something cool. And <laughs> my favorite,
1: my favorite story about this was uh, Eric Berry being out jogging, and some uh, teenagers driving by him in a car, and went open his window and yelled, "Man, you hella fat and ugly." Which, no, number one is a great burn. Yes. So, it then, is. so then he ran after them to try and uh, to try and do like a a good comeback, and they st- they stopped, and he started to talk. Mm-mm, and the guy who do rolled that. down his window window just said, "Man, shut up, cheeseburger." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really can't win. That's the thing about like you know no. high school kids, middle school kids is like Mm-mm. they are. Always, they're, like they—they're nothing but defense mechanisms. They're built out of yeah. Them. You're not going to win so, yeah, that
2: argument. Just no. They're they're battle tested. They have nothing to lose. They've yeah. never
0: experienced
2: real consequences, so no. they're fearless. Yeah.
0: yeah. And there's like it's trouble terrifying. at home. You think you're worse than trouble <laughs> at home? No. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. Uh, all
1: right. I got another great factual voicemail relating to a specific wire plot point.
0: Okay.
5: Hey, Matt. Hey, Vince. Listen, uh, is my last show. Great, as always. I did want to point out one thing. I went to a, uh, I went to a New York uh, Maritime Academy at about the same time this is being filmed. This, show is, this episode is being filmed. And I will tell you, there is no way that Jimmy McNulty was able to calculate those current speeds. Um, it is one of the most difficult things to do at the time that you couldn't do it by computer. It was hand calculations, and it is much more difficult to calculate the speed of currents than to do celestial navigation, meaning use a sexton and find out where you are using the stars. So that idiot Jimmy would not have been able to do that. All right. Take care, boys.
0: Great. I love that. Okay. okay. Fair. That's Actually, good feedback. that is good feedback. That is uh, uh,
1: just to refresh everyone's memory when uh, Jimmy finds or well, not when Jimmy, find, when they find the the can of dead girls and or no, they found the one, no, they found girl. the body. They found the one body and he was, he, he did all this work solely uh, to prove that the body was dumped on the city side and not the county side so that he could right. stick Rawls with a, with a floater. Great, right. Great, great stuff.
0: Yeah. Now from what I remember, mm-hmm. he is talking to like someone in the city who's like the head of mines yeah
1: that but was that, that was for the air that was to, de- that was, term- to determine right. to, yeah to, to determine when they would have died inside the
0: Yeah so he compartment. I think he did just calculate that uh alone. Yeah no and you're right there's alone. no fucking way. Yeah I, yeah There's no way. But I think if I if we're
2: if we're doing some work for the show, I think it is possible that that Jimmy figured out a way to like write down
0: a thing that looked right enough. Yes. And all the other cops
2: were like, dude, I don't know.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like we didn't actually get to see what he put down. But other than like maps with circles and uh, Mm -hmm. it's very possible that he just like wrote some. Uh, official looking equations yeah and knew that all of his dumbass bosses would be like I don't know man this seems pretty <laughs> foolproof
1: yeah I mean it would have required them to do yeah. more actual police work to prove him wrong mm-hmm. right which he knew they exactly. were exactly
0: do that's a very good point yeah no so um I think we're suspending a little bit of disbelief um he just faked it and uh it's made it sound real enough for uh you know his stupid ass bosses uh okay so let me read an email okay and this is from uh mr fix it brian husa uh hey boys we call him jailbird g- was
1: that jailbird i think i think that was, was the- it? i think i gave him that corner nickname because husa huskow
2: good memory
0: yeah, really good memory. He He's calling himself Mr. Fix-It, which is what I assumed uh, that maybe, you maybe, maybe. must have called him that. Could have been. Um, but uh, he, he asked, hey, boys, have you given any thought to what show you'll rewatch after The Wire? Why is it Mad Men? Uh, a good mm. idea you should use to make up for my leading question. You ought to charge us piggies to vote for the next show, i.e., Set up multiple $10 to $15 tiers for piggies to join on Patreon, each one corresponding to a potential show to rewatch. With, uh, the tier with the most patrons wins the vote. Yours in slop, Mr. Fix-It. You know, it's, it's an interesting idea because for a show we really, really don't want, we could make it like the $100 tier, you know, so that like if you really wanted it, you know, fucking, you know, you just had to. I think we should you know. make that one
1: Deadwood because everybody, there's a lot of people, <laughs> Deadwood fans are very vocal and they they seem like they're adamantly uh, into having us discuss Deadwood, but I've mm-hmm. never really liked Deadwood. I've tried to watch it multiple times and uh, it's it's too theatrical for me. It's hard for me to do.
0: Yeah, I um, I tried Deadwood back when I was on drugs, which I think is a hard show to watch on heroin. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I remember, think, I would in, think most
1: shows over fifteen minutes are hard to watch on heroin.
0: No, but some shows <laughs> just wash over you, uh, and you know you can kind of just enjoy the like the view. But that show is. Um, I remember it, w- watching it and being like, I think I need to be of right, right mind to understand why this is looks like a really bad a uh, period piece play. Um, and, uh, you know, it was like a Western, and I was just like, uh, I'm just not in the right mind for a w- Western. Also, the guy kept saying, you know, like, give him a ball of dope. And I was like, a ball? <laughs> what well, do you mean a ball? <laughs> why is it in ball? F- I mean, you could, you could put it in ball form. I don't think that's bad but a ball like when i think of a ball i don't think of a little bead i think of a ball like a baseball mm. and then i was like i would love a baseball of dope yeah so that's maybe, maybe it was I'm like a coming. little
1: like a little dung beetle it probably wasn't as as uh as refined back then either right it's like hair this is like opium balls yeah these are just
0: opium balls i guess for people who smoked opium you had them in a nice ball yeah um Yeah, I know. It's an interesting idea. Um, And why is it Mad Men? Well, I don't think it is Mad Men, um, but I don't know yet. We don't know what our next show is. We kind of, like, uh, figure that out towards the the end. Um, I'm not not actively against it. Yeah, On that, against Mad Men. Uh, I know that last time, after The Sopranos, Mad Men was a close second to um, The Wire, but uh, at the end of the day... It just wasn't on any streaming platforms. You had to watch yeah. it, it with still, ads.
1: Is and... it still like that? If, I don't I for, know. I always forget it's I an AMC it's show. On... It seems like an HBO show, yeah. but it's not. Uh, shout out to HBO. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Max, <laughs> <laughs> deciding to change their name to Max because uh, they they worried that HBO was too is a premium channel and they wanted to reflect that they also have shitty shows so yeah yeah, yeah. good job we are no
0: <laughs> we are no longer just putting out high quality uh shows we we're also gonna do shows a lot of reality shows uh we're gonna have ads now apparently uh yeah they really are uh, i want to make sure that you know that they have all of tlc programming uh, uh-huh. about
1: various child molesters i think it's funny that like <laughs> Fifty percent of TLC shows have had to apologize for featuring uh, child molesters in some way. Yeah, yeah.
2: which I well, mean, you, know. you
1: kind of bring it on yourself when you decide to do a reality show about pageant moms and like uh, the psychotic yeah. congressman with the twenty kids. Like, yeah, you you should have seen that one coming
0: yeah yeah who no. could have
1: ever guessed that you know people that like to dress up nine-year-olds uh, <laughs> little
0: girls in hot clothing yeah had uh, some uh, <laughs> pedophilic vibes someone yeah.
1: someone in my friend circle posted like their kids dance team picture and they all had like oh, that no. garish makeup like that and i'm just oh, like no. does no, it, no, does no. the garish makeup thing have to be canon for dance team can you just like do the dancing and the costumes without
0: making them uh look like tammy Faye? yeah it is uh and also like what are you like how are you feeling about this like you're, you're yeah. are you into that that's to me is the big thing is like wait you're not like cool with this are you this is right. something that your daughter cried yeah, about like, and said please let me wear yeah. the makeup like uh, there's no way that people are like <laughs> oh look at my hot daughter she looked fuckable <laughs> enough oh, i'm sorry uh yeah, no TLC though. You know, it is the learning channel, but the thing yeah. you're learning is who is molesting, mm-hmm. which is most of your
1: stars. Anyway, uh, do we have any
0: other emails? Uh, Brent, we, uh, I I put out a Reddit thread. Do you? Are there any uh, anything good mm-hmm. on the old Reddit?
2: Yeah, I got a good one here uh, from Sulu's laugh. Uh, I got a question here for Matt. Uh, Have you ever had a parody song that just didn't work out or conversely a parody
0: song that worked out way better than expected? Ooh. uh, Okay. Parody song that just didn't work out. I definitely have had one of those, but I'm, I'm struggling to remember what it was Um, in terms of like ones that worked out way better than I expected. I mean, fucking um, the long-term parking uh fucking the you know uh what is it what's it show under pressure parody mm. that i did for the mm. long term parking yeah. episode of the sopranos like that one yeah that was a good one at the end of it i was like i i did it i figured out all of the vocal parts of this fucking uh song <sighs> and i was like and it's uh it sounds like the song like cuz at the end of the day i'm mostly just trying to make it sound exactly like the song but what if the lyrics were different which is why you know, it'd be nice for uh, AI to come of age and do that for me.
1: Yeah, AI. I've tried to get Chat GPT to write
0: parody songs before. It's not very good at it yet, but maybe we'll get there. Dude, I literally did. I tell you, I tried to do this. No, I I tried to I. You tried I, to get Chat GPT to write a parody. I wanted song? to see. I was uh, what was it? I was like, um, it was the Kanye. Uh, it was an episode from season one of The Wire where uh, it was Kanye's uh, in the night of talk, story. Ever st-. I wrote mm-hmm. Chet GPT. Uh, I think it was that one. Um, I was like, write a parody song of uh, The Wire, uh, like season one, episode 11, um, uh, to the tune of this. And it was like, uh, we cannot do that. Oh, and, I, it's uh, not
1: good at counting syllables, I think, which is, you know, that's key to, uh, that's key to that's parody key song. To I will say, I, I had it today, I had it, uh, I had it explain its favorite wire character uh, in the voice of Foghorn Leghorn, and uh, uh-huh. this is what I got. Now listen up, because I'm only going to say this once. When it comes to the wire, <laughs> there's only one character that gets my feathers <laughs> ruffled in the right way, and that's Omar Little, boy. That's right. <laughs> He was the epitome of a bad boy with a heart of gold. I mean, he was a fellow <laughs> who made his living robbing drug dealers, and yet he had his own set of principles that he lived by. He wasn't afraid to stand up to anyone, and that shotgun of his was like an extension of his own arm. But what really set Omar apart was his whistle, son. That's right. The, that tune of Farmer in the Dell was like his own personal theme song, and it struck fear into the hearts of his enemies. They knew it when they heard that whistle. Omar was coming for them, and there wasn't a damn thing they could do about it. So there you have it, son. Omar Little was the best damn character on the wire. And if you don't agree with me, well, that's your own lookout.
0: It's, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's like, it's not you great, know. Th-
1: but you're like, no, yeah, you, you completed the task.
0: Yeah, it is very, um, I, I don't know what other way to put this than it's like, it's like AI invented a hack, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, you know, um, but a, a passable hack, like, like a hack at the end of the day, you know what AI did? It invented like a really annoying reply guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like doing bits in your timeline. You're just yeah. like, okay.
2: I will say, uh in terms yeah, I'd of I'd like to think sorry, Foghorn and I would like to think Foghorn Leghorn would have a more original take. You know, every Omar know, is such a uh yeah it's obvious. like the first thought. Like I
0: would want him to pull out like oh bunny Colvin or if uh, it, that here's the thing. If it had been like my favorite character is Bunny Colvin or, or more so, if it had been or like Stan Valchuk or WeeBay, yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck, the singularity. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That would freak me out. But it going Omar, it's like, well, yeah, it's AI. I, I it will doesn't say, have taste. Uh, yeah. Matt, I will say in terms of
1: your parody, I know it's not a Wire or Sopranos parody, but... Uh, your mm. your fake m rap about uh donald trump that you did off the cuff that that one always stands because like i every time i read high fructose corn syrup i think of high fructose corn stupid, corn stupid. <laughs> yeah
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> donald is hot milani is not i was, I forget uh, the rest of it but it's
0: on that, like, you're about to get shot yeah it was yeah. good it was good um we have
1: good t- we have we have
0: fun we have fun yeah no uh it is you know now at the i I don't know if you guys notice because i don't play the parody songs in full but now i've in order to uh, like recreate the magic of the royalty freestyle in those songs because it's like you know they're clearly i write them uh so now when i do the rap breakdown i do it one take off the top of my head uh so that you get a little bit of Royalty Freestyle in the song. The magic of uh, flailing. Yes, the magic yeah, of flailing. So if you're wondering why mag- magic. Yeah, if you're wondering why those uh the rap parts suck more than usual, uh it's because <laughs> that uh, they're because I wanted them to suck. Um yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a, of a song that I did that uh, that uh, like just didn't work out. I, I for sure it's happened. There have been multiple times where I've started something and I'm like, this is just not working out. But I can't think of it. I know that I have had a secret desire to do a concept album season, <laughs> <laughs> where where one season is just one album from one you know band or group. Oh damn. That is ambitious. It's ambitious like and dark side of the moon, right? But it's like it, it's like one of those things where I'm like, this is, it's already like high effort, low accessibility. <laughs> yeah, but to like got double do down. It. Well, that's how you get that MacArthur Genius Grant, you know? Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think deep in my uh, deepest darkest thoughts, um, I go like, you know what? I'm going to complete the Beach Boys Smile album <laughs> 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 to season five of The Wire, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, There's there's been tons of those false starts with the, the Bada B, Balmer B stories. Uh, but you then usually I just, uh, I find something simple and I go, yeah, all right, I'll go with that. And this has been VH1 Storytellers with Matt Thank Lee from you. so Pod Yourself The Wire. That's right. Um, Okay. How about another voicemail? Vincey Poo? Sure.
6: Hey, Matt, Vince, and Brett. Glad to see you're all persevering in spite of COVID and everything else going on. This is um, Scotty G, uh, few-time caller, but first on The Wire.
1: Hi, Scotty Um, G. I
6: just had a couple of things from the last episode I heard, episode nine, that I thought were worth bringing up. Very quickly, I know you were um, pontificating on the genesis of the Shamrock nickname. And I think it comes from the fact that his Christian name is Sean McGinty. So I could very much see that being like a Baltimore street name that was just derived for him very easily. Although it's very sad when you look up the real Sean McGinty's IMDB, the photo for him is a stock photo of Idris Elba as Dreamer Bell, so I get the sense that he's very much like a Baltimore (laughs) native, and this was definitely his biggest acting job. But a bigger thing I wanted to bring up was a character that I feel like got overlooked, and Mm. is very much worth bringing attention to, Detective Ed Norris. He was one of the two homicide detectives interrogating Bodie in the la- in that episode and comes up intermittently. And yes. he's definitely, I think, one of the real-life figures on the wire with an interesting backstory. A lifelong NYPD uh, officer, detective, eventually deputy commissioner. He then became the police commissioner in Baltimore, followed by the k- superintendent mm. of the MSP before mm. having a turn. He's currently a radio host in Baltimore, and I had a quick snippet of his Damn. bio that is taken from his own official web page right, that I thought is worth hearing. <clears throat> he was the golden boy of law enforcement, a okay. brash, larger-than-life figure with a taste for fine restaurants, bespoke clothing, and fast motorcycles. Then it all came oh, crashing down. An investigation <laughs> into a little-known police expense account more to what many felt was a politically motivated hit job by federal prosecutors. <laughs> Corruption charges were spiced with lurid allegations of pricey dinners with women and gifts purchased at Victoria's Secret. Ed North <sighs> protested his innocence, but landed in federal prison. Thus began the hellish ordeal that ultimately cost him his livelihood, reputation, health, and marriage. And on the one hand, like that is a very kind of candid self-assessment about your life and its tribulations, but it's also kind of saying, "Yeah, this bald, shortish New York guy, T fucks.
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean that was clearly a very self-aggrandizing bio. Anytime you call yourself like a. A brash golden boy. I feel like uh-huh. yeah,
3: anybody the, who actually like a
0: motorcycle and women. Yeah, you know, I and used I buy to buy Victoria's Secret underwear. Yeah, and then the the political wackadoos came after me because of all the you know uh, malfeasance, quote unquote. I used to be a piece of shit. I used to be a piece <laughs> of shit. Slick back hair, sloppy steaks, buying Victoria's Secret um what's his, motorcycles what's his name bespoke
2: uh, clothing ed, this guy's a monster
0: ed for norris sure. ed norris okay yeah i was like ed norris chuck norris dean norris didn't know which way um yeah that's right you know i i've been willing to br- to to bring that up a few times uh you know during episodes that like had it copy and pasted because you know it's like uh, I, a minor detective character on the show is literally the guy who was the Baltimore uh, police commissioner. And then he served some time for uh, the, like it sounded like that whole bio did not mention the fact that he actually went to fucking prison for this. Um, yeah.
1: And it kind of glossed over like what he was doing with the expense account. And, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Other than like doing cool stuff just, like riding motorcycles and Eating eating sloppy steaks and banging eating sloppy
0: steaks <laughs> yeah. and holding babies chicken uh,
1: spaghetti at Chickaliti's.
0: <laughs> it, little itty bitty jeans. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, it, there's you know the the wire does have like a lot of these like peripheral characters who are like real guys which uh, which I love and uh, in terms of Sean McGinty A.K.A Shamrock uh, that point has been brought up several times via like email and message. Uh, There's a guy who listens to the show, who is uh, a politics reporter uh, over at Huffington post named uh, Daniel uh, Morans. And he hits me up every once in a while with like some like bomb ass information uh, about, uh, about the wire. And he had brought, he was the first one to bring this up to me and I forgot to mention it on the show. So shout out to Daniel. Um, And, uh, yeah, no, uh, fucking Sean McGinty is shamrock because he has a very, very Very Irish Irish name. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Cool. I mean, I don't know
1: if it's it's as good a corner nickname as I would have given
0: him, but, uh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah. So Ed Norris, cool guy. Ed Norris doesn't read books. Ed Norris stares at him (laughs) until he gets the information he wants. Uh You guys know, remember Chuck uh, Chuck (laughs) Norris jokes? Yep. People love those Mm. people like every once in a while, someone will
1: still bust that out. And I just, I feel like the reality of what of what a gigantic douchebag, uh, Chuck Norris is kind of, it, it, it has ruined all my enjoyment of Chuck Norris memes. Like I know, I know he was never the guy from the meme, but Mm -hmm. whenever you see him in real life, he is just such a bitch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, he
0: sucks. (laughs) Um, yeah, so yeah, how about an email? Um this is an email from David Eschenbau Uh hey guys, really enjoying your series about one of my favorite shows of all time. Forgive me if I missed forgive me if I missed you guys mentioning it, but not hearing anything about it. I wonder if you knew this bit of trivia. You know, I got to say, people are really giving us trivia in this fucking mailbag episode. You know, I like trivia, but you know, what, what are they trying to say? You think they're like, oh, you guys don't know this show. It's like. Could be. Yeah. We, we don't want to know this show. Um, <laughs> uh, if you know this bit of trivia, the actor who plays Lieutenant Dennis Mello, uh, first appearances in season two, episode nine, is the real Jay Landsman. Yes, we did know. this. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played himself in the corner and auditioned to play himself on the wire. Um, keep up the good work, really enjoying the series, and I agree. Season two was, in hindsight, one of the best seasons, Dave. Um, yeah,
1: yeah he's one of those guys where he opens his mouth, and as soon as you hear that bone chilling accent of his, you're like, Well, this guy is clearly a real Baltimore dude,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, and yeah, he auditioned for the part. What I love is that they didn't give him the part because they were just like, Uh, No, you're not right for it. Like that, it's like. But
2: I am Jay Landsman. Do you you think he was in the waiting room with Dominic West? Like, fuck, look at this guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably. He's like, I'm not getting this part. Or what's his name, Delaney? uh, Yeah,
1: Delaney Williams, I think
0: yeah delaney williams is just like well that fat motherfucker's not getting it i'm not that fat <laughs> and he's like no we're gonna hire this fat motherfucker because he can act his ass off
1: uh, I, um, I always have to credit david j roth for coming up with uh, the bone chilling accent because it's really accurate <laughs> i think it was from his original tweet in an absolutely bone chilling philadelphia accent Post Malone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's very good. Yeah. Um we got this other email um from uh oh, There's
1: actually uh, Cal- a, there's actually a reply to that tweet with a picture of the real Jay Lansman. So this connection has been made before.
0: Oh, well, there there we go. Yeah. Um we got another email. Uh it's a very quick one. Um because it's just a link. Um, and it's from, uh, Callan Holder, listener, Callan Holder said, look, I don't feel good about this either. And it is, um, I guess we were asking ourselves about Greek slurs. You're like, are there any Greek slurs? And he found a racial slur database. Um, and okay. I've got, uh, (laughs) some Greek slurs. Who, Who keeps that?
2: uh who's the, know, who's the admin cool over there yeah <laughs> the
0: 4- uh, 4chan. chan it is rsdb dot or oh, the well, straight up racial slur database.org. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is this website sure, sure. um okay so it's like uh this feels very wikipedia for racial slurs okay so I'll read a few, but just like ones that obviously there's like one in here that I'm like, come on, it's just all of N word and understand, uh, you know, depiction does not equal endorsement oh. here. Yeah. Yeah, please. Um, so one is bubble. Uh, and so it says slurs bubble represents Greeks reasons and origins bubble and squeak is a cockney slang for Greek. Oh, I should bit the bubble and squeak. Oy. Yeah. We gotta go down in the bubble and squeak oh, yeah. to get a little hero, yeah. That kind of makes oh, sense. Oh, I just got Bernie this week. <laughs> the Ma- the made bubbles. off laid off. Yeah, oh yeah, that's good. You know, you could be Cockney. <laughs> <clears throat> uh one is homocrat. Hmm. That is the Greeks invented hmm. democracy and some say homosexuality. Who calls them no that? No one's calling
1: See, them that. They, they no, also, that's like a chat GPT hack level of
0: uh, yeah, slur. chat GPT. Please make up some Greek slurs. That's like Donald
1: um, Trump's first, his rough draft. Uh, Donald, or not, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. Like, come on, man. Or, yeah, exactly. That ain't, that ain't your fastball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, Ron DeSanctimonious, but you know, that shows what I know. The fact that I was like. Yeah, no, that you know that's pretty good, and then he changed it to Meatball Ron, yeah, and everyone so loved better. it. And I was like, meatball, Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, that's what I go to Trump for. He
1: can't go too highbrow with Ron, it. Like he's at his best when he is at like mm-hmm. sixth grade, shooting from the hip, gut level. Yeah, this exactly. guy looks stupid. Yeah, that's his. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah, you, yeah, that's yeah his. It,
2: it also it seems so out of character for him because it feels like he overthought it, yes. which is not something I associate with him. You know, yeah. it feels yeah. like that was his second or third alt.
1: It feels
0: workshops. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, d- and, and also workshopping like is for sanctimonious is not that's too highbrow. yeah you know that's yeah. very you know trump it- never uses that word in conversation ever ever so you felt like it was uh, that was his, his writer's room that season was you know a yeah. little little <laughs> shitty um uh let's see gobbler Refers to the Greek penis. They are uncircumcised, and the flap represents the neck of a turkey, that's also known... definitely the best
1: as, one so far. I mean, Greeks are definitely not the only culture that is not I know. regularly circumcised, but that's by far a better
0: insult. I like it, but who's, like, going around, Yeah, you know, fucking... Uh, but yeah, Looking just at in general, calling
2: an uncircumcised penis a a gobbler—that's pretty good. I'll, I'll save that. Yeah, yeah.
1: In Australia, uh, they were called squids and helmets. Like if you had, uh, if you were uncircumcised, you were a squid. <laughs> oh, You're
0: talking about Greeks?
1: <laughs> no, just no, just people in general. Like, cause I don't wow. know, Australian culture is very homoerotic, and you you end up getting naked with uh, with your boys a lot. Um, and so yeah. you
3: know,
0: like, boy, if you, this yeah.
2: this cunts a squid. Oh yeah. yeah, look at that big helmet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Why don't so, you put a little squiddy video on there? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, it's not Aust- Australian. Oh, yeah. I lie. No, fuck. And they, How play, do you do they, they play a game where go, <laughs> that like, just, they go, it was pick, the same, but deeper. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. They pick they a person snort, and no, they go,
1: like, fair. here's to Brother Matt, Brother Matt, Brother Matt. And then you have to drink. Uh, and so sometimes it would be like, here's to the squids or here's to the helmets. And mm. all the circumcised or the uncircumcised guys would have to drink when. They started singing that song.
0: I love that uh, so much of this culture is based on like singing like homoerotic songs with your blokes. Yeah, no. But, yeah, it that's, that's totally, at least 65% of Australian culture. Are we, I, I, I feel like, <laughs> are we popular in Australia? Is this show, I got to check the stats because I feel like this show has yeah, got a lot of Australian. based on that
2: description.
0: Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Okay, a few more. Uh, um, Pen- Pendros. Okay. You want a Reddit oh. question? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I'm reading. He's, he's got uh, more racial slurs. To, oh, got it. I'm to reading us- one more racial slur. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pendros, um, used by Russians as a derogatory term for Greeks. There has been a sizable Greek community in southern Russia for many generations. Many of them originally ha- hailed from the Pontus region of Turkey, hence Pontus pendos sure i mean that yeah. one feels real but also yeah we don't know russian enough to get that one then so... it
2: doesn't yeah it yeah. doesn't
0: feel um malicious enough and then my either. favorite is yanni as in the famous <laughs> piano player named yanni i yeah. like that people are using that Did as you a say slur. laurel they're calling them laurels no no yanni yeah laurel what's laurel
2: Never mind, Yanni Laurel. Do you guys not remember the internet thing that was? No. <laughs> some people hear Yanni. Some oh, people, oh, wow, huh.
0: wow, that's a deep <laughs> cut. <laughs> that is. No, that's good. That's good. You are also younger. <laughs> it Didn't have to do with like if you're young, you hear Laurel. Mm.
2: Oh, is that what it was? I don't know.
0: Um, it was something like you know. that. It was like the red. The is the the blue dress, or is it black and gold? You know. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah.
2: audio blue dress.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank you uh, so much, Callan, for uh, this just whole list of slurs. I mean, it's it's impressive, honestly. It's impressive. Hey, everyone. Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby... Um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesac.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, go. Hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and, you you know, you can tell them, like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Um, yeah, let's do another. Re- let's do
2: a Reddit question. Okay, I got a question here from Judge Underscore Holden six six six. Sick. Uh, he, I'm assuming he asking if there was a sixth season of The Wire. What institution would you have them examine besides your mom? I'd say public defender system. Would Damn. Be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. He yeah. He definitely.
1: You definitely got the feeling that David Simon wanted to go in on
0: lawyers at some point and never quite got around yeah to it. totally totally mm-hmm. totally totally absolutely he wanted to go in on lawyers and he only got as close as maurice levy which um it yeah doesn't all that does is just be like jews and <laughs> i'm sure he didn't want to end it there uh followed
1: by the fbi i mean we got a little bit of the fbi in there like yeah. a little you know in small doses and basically every season but uh i would have I would have appreciated a full season, um, just about the FBI with all these, all these nerds with too much, all these hall monitors with too much power.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm kind of interested in um, the uh, federal uh, in drug court. I think I would have been interested in drug court um, because of the the uh, there's something to be said for the efficacy of the system that is in place but then also just like the high recidivism rate like there's a lot of nuance in the whole drug court thing because you know if you catch um if you catch a case like a federal case um or sometimes even if it's just uh you know it's lower than a federal case uh drug court is such that you know instead of um jail uh or or prison they'll you know there's state sanctioned you know paid for rehabs and yeah stuff. all the and sketchy so I, rehab industry yeah and it's interesting mm. because like there's a lot of like sketchiness there um i'm sure there's a lot of like you know local fucking corruption there but then there is also recovery there and so that's kind of like an interesting thing as opposed to like the you know, um, I mean, I don't know how many of those are for profit and how many are um, not. And I kind of feel like going into the like for profit rehab system uh, and its connection with drug court and then also the not for profit 12 step meetings and stuff and being kind of like showing a juxtaposition between addicts um, who I are... Mean- if you're talking clean about, and those who are not. If you're yeah. talking about a good grift, like you're, you got a
1: ton of, uh, ton of rich parents who's, uh, you know, no one, ha- no one can, no one has enough money to do more drugs than like private school, rich kids. Right. Uh, so then you get a, you basically get a bunch of parents rich parents with like unlimited money who are over a barrel uh trying to figure out how to you know get their kid to stop stealing the family car and selling it for drugs like that there's probably no better money maker than that like you you can you can set your price at that point yeah and no, you can and, and you got that perfect out like <laughs> oh yeah this doesn't work like three out of five times but you still have to try
0: yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy because like the amount of like high class rehab that exists in LA is I'm not uh, like half of Malibu real estate at this point. Yeah, seriously, and and it's, so it's like it's just the most evil system, and sometimes there is crossover between uh, that and like you know uh actual recovery so like the people there, there will be people who came from there and they'll once they're out they'll actually start going to meetings and stuff like that and uh a lot of the times they realize that like uh that their parents got totally fucked over and grifted by these people and uh yeah it's it's uh it is fucked up because it is taking advantage of you know desperate parents um, mm-hmm.
1: we should write a movie about a guy who, uh, goes to one of those Malibu, uh, who fakes being an addict. So he can go to like a, a fancy rehab so he can uh, marry like a really rich, uh,
0: son of a Hollywood person or daughter. That's a great movie idea, dude. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> you have the time. Let's do it. Dude. Oh yeah, totally. Hell yeah. Let's write a screenplay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it is. It's so fun. I only went to, I, I didn't really go to rehab. I went to an outpatient rehab for a little bit, um, before, uh, I started going to 12 step meetings and it was just the most, um, I mean, it was a shitty one. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, fucking, uh, uh it didn't have the, there was no spas and shit. It was mm-hmm. just a bunch of like yeah. therapists doing like cognitive behavioral therapy and then 12 step meetings. And they uh, didn't have a
1: brochure that looked like a series of, uh, 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 what the fuck is the boner pill? Um, Oh, Viagra. Yeah. It didn't look uh, like, a, yeah. they didn't have a brochure that looked like a series of Viagra ad stills.
0: No, no, it, it, it was, uh, this is a, Just like two a drug th-
1: addicts holding hands and in, in pools staring at us <laughs> in a, in bathtub staring at the sunset for some reason.
0: Yeah. Who needs drugs when you have money? Um, <laughs> uh and no it's just like the amount of people even at this like shitty fucking you know outpatient rehab uh the amount of people who were there just to prove to someone that they were better um really was like uh it was it was depressing as shit because it's just a bunch of um uh, I don't know I, I just keep thinking of Ellen Bur- Ellen Burstyn going I'm gonna be on television and uh, that's it's that but it's uh, they're all saying I'm gonna get clean for my family and I'm just like <laughs> oh, I don't think so man this place is gonna convince you you're cured. Um, yeah anyways uh, also I would have loved it if he uh, just like did a whole season on like a different white ethnic group, you know <laughs> like uh, you know the fucking. Polish? The no, the he did Armenians the Polish. The Armenians, that? yeah. Just, what are they doing? See what, what, are they, what are What are these guys up to? Um, yeah, uh, I would have. I think it would have been
2: uh, kind of cool to see, like the nonprofit industry in general in yeah. Baltimore, yeah. And kind of how that interacts with all of these things. Yeah, because there's like there. Because that that's. There are good nonprofits that are trying and then there are also very shady. Yeah, that's another place where like
1: rich people send their failed children to like get a job that they absolutely can't get fired from and have, you know, and have very little oversight.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Um, That and... Uh, like the prison system would have been good. And then I also think it would totally. have been fun to just see like a really banal, like the DMV, just to kind of see <laughs> what that, yeah. how that would factor in.
0: Yeah. Just go f- a full bureaucracy season. That would have been fucking cool.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. I've got another email here. You guys want me to read this email? Yeah, that's why we're here.
2: Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude.
0: Fuck. Yeah. All right. Nick Archibald. Hey, Matt and Vince. Just heard the news of Lance Reddick passing. This was a few weeks ago and saw that someone had posted this excerpt from an interview of his thought. This might be a good addition to the mailbag episode. If you guys are doing one, it's also impossible not to read the following in (laughs) Reddick's Lieutenant Daniel's voice. No one will ever match the intensity of this Velociraptor man. (laughs) Yeah. Um. All right, so it was this interview. Uh, how has your friendship changed after four movies? We've gotten to know each other a little better. I hope I don't get into trouble for telling the story. During John Wick, Chapter 4, my first day of filming happened to be Keanu's birthday. But he wasn't in the scene. He came to sit anyway at 9 o'clock at night with his girlfriend, who I had never met. And she is, can I say a bad word? Go for it. His girlfriend is cool as fuck and she told me that she asked Keanu what he wanted to do for his birthday and he said I want to go see Lance he'd never done this before but he wrote me a note thanking me for what I brought to the character in these movies and he wanted to give me the and he wanted to give the note to me I'll never forget it I'm going to cry now oh that was that's a really sweet that's a really sweet story. Yeah. God damn it. I mean, he seemed like a great dude. He really did. He really fucking did. And also, mo- I will say that is mostly a story about how f- much Keanu Reeves rules. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. it it is also uh, a, a story about how fucking great uh, Lance Reddick was. Yeah, And also... Uh, you know why did he die again because i i really so we have one listener um, <laughs> i think there
1: was a uh, i think they they released the <clears throat> report right
0: yeah they, they 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 called it like uh natural causes due to some sort of oh yeah geni- yeah
1: ischemic heart disease and ar- atherosclerotic coronary artery disease so basically you know some sort of
0: heart attack yeah mm-hmm. um But there's someone I think it's adult
2: death syndrome.
0: Right. So his lawyer or something is like saying, like, he was the healthiest man I knew. And this uh, this doesn't add up. Um, And uh, we have this one listener who uh, and first of all, I love all the piggies. uh, But uh, we have one listener who will not stop posting anti-vax conspiracy theories on my timeline uh, with regards to Lance Reddick. And. uh, Oh, no. Stop. Because I, I hate that. Um, and uh, it's just very annoying that every time somebody uh, dies s- suddenly, ha- hashtag dies suddenly, uh, they have to fucking, uh, everyone's like, it got to be the vaccine. It's just like, please, please, please fuck off. Please fuck off. Anyways, that's been uh, a little PSA from Matty Uh Vince, voicemail. Stat- yeah, here's here we got a good one. <clears throat>
5: Hey, so I got a uh, uh, the wire question. Um, so uh, Jay Landsman, he uh, he looks like uh, fat John Cena. Uh, uh, care to comment? <laughs> Good question.
1: That is very true. He really does look like a fat John yeah. Cena.
0: That's a fantastic they question. The same haircut for sure.
2: Yeah, and
1: yeah, the same no. like jaw, like the same like almost underbite sort of thing going on
0: yeah they weirdly both you know just despite being different shapes they both have the um mcdonald's big and spicy moon man face um you know it's just kind of like the the head is shaped like a crescent moon um and uh-huh. i i find that sexy and also i love the big and spicy so you know for a while that was the only like spicy chicken sandwich available in america but you guys didn't know that the big and spicy that's right who makes that mcdonald's it Wait.
1: was it's a limited thing it's no, like their a, a, but they, for, yeah. a, for, they had a they've had a mcchicken forever i guess they just threw some yeah but they made it.
0: it big and they made it spicy but it, here's the thing the secret was it wasn't really big it was the same size as a mm. mcchicken yeah they don't want you but to it know was, that but it was more spicy you think i'm
1: spreading put, conspiracy theories listen to matt over here
0: yeah well prove me wrong <laughs> where's your proof Where's your fucking proof? I got none. I'm gonna have to go buy That's a right. now. Oh, oh, oh! You don't have none. You need to read, b- bitch. <laughs> do your own <laughs> research. Do your own research. I'm losing my mind. Um, <clears throat> uh, Brent, what's going on on Reddit?
2: I got, I got one. I, I, I don't understand this question. I'm hoping you guys do. Okay. Uh, from Vladislav Bonita asks when will vince formally apologize for hating on Stelios Kazantzi's epic effige effige i'm gonna post this yeah they may put that in there. Is the... this right
1: is that uh is that the greek or... music in the ep in the that one episode is that is it's, that the song it's gotta be right That's probably what it yeah. is i it's wasn't gotta it's gotta it's gotta I, be. Be. I wasn't hating on the song so much as the fact that <clears throat> like they left it playing for so long like they left that song going uh longer than they've ever let any song go on the show for some reason like okay yeah it's sort of like you know when you watch an 80s movie and there's an asian character and they play like a gong sound and then like there's like the kung fu fighting music (laughs) and you're like okay dude like we fucking get it a little on the nose yeah it's too on the nose it feels like pseudo racist a little bit i don't know it felt a little racist when they played like really greek music for like 10 minutes of the greek guys doing doing it or it's like when mm-hmm. when they would play uh like the muslim call oh. the prayer uh i love this take so much uh, the muslim call the prayer music whenever like <laughs> oh, yeah. they wanted to make uh, a middle east movie when they, yeah when they whenever, they whenever they wanted to make oh, no, muslims seem like they were Hi, the, yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, like they I wanted to make it voice.
1: sound just like a little bit uh, scary. Yeah, scary and conspiratorial, like to freak you out. And it's like, all right, we get it, they're Greek.
0: <clears throat> but you know, they didn't. They didn't. Well, that's it's not, the thing. They're not yeah.
2: even Greek. Like, yeah, so it would have been. To, I don't know. That was an opportunity to like put a little subtle thing yeah, in there. In nice little Easter actually from. Oh, little Easter music
0: there. plays, and you are like, are they from Spain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I see it. Um, so uh, we are assuming that that is, uh, the song, right? What they're saying? Yeah. That's gotta be, gotta be. Um, Yeah, I don't know what, yeah. else. I'm not looking it up. Uh, I'm not looking it up either. I looked at the, just, uh, I was like, nah, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was with, uh, Leah on that. I, I liked the music. Um, I just, uh, it, what I liked about it is that it was, um, so abrasive like there's certain cultures that like this like loud abrasive it's almost like a some sort of wind piano reed instrument Mm. i don't know how to like what it is it's like a very abrasive organ um i think it's just an organ but uh like certain cultures that's how they like rock out that's their guitar with distortion and uh so if you put it in that context they're listening to this cool greek rock song about you know fucking whatever they do in greece
1: yeah it's like a bagpipe or a tin whistle yeah yeah both of which i like maybe maybe that's just that's just the white in me but uh i hear i hear (laughs) i love a good tin whistle i hear a
0: tin whistle or a bagpipe (laughs) and i get all fucking hyped tin whistle by the way is a slur for um people from fresno uh yeah all right uh what else?
2: Uh, I'll add that to the database.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm putting it right now in that slur database. Um, <clears throat> uh, Vince, play another voicemail. Will do.
5: Hey, I've got a wire question for you guys. So I was recently rewatching uh, Deadwood, and I remember whenever I watch it, I always kind of connect to the uh, the Sol Star character. I think that's a uh, John Hawks' character. But then I also, in the back of my head, I'm afraid that people view me as more of like a E.B. Farnum, the uh, like the obnoxious hotel owner. And now I'm watching season two of The Wire, and it's like I always kind of connected a little bit to McNulty, but now I'm really afraid that people see me as more of a Ziggy. So I'm wondering if uh, you guys have a couple characters kind of like that that you think you can connect to, but that you're really afraid that people
0: view you more as. I'll uh, I'll take my answer off air. Um, having not seen, uh, Deadwood past a couple episodes, uh, I don't know the references, but, um, characters that I, we like that we, uh, think that maybe people view us as, is that what he's asking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. like,
2: are, is there a character you kind of want to believe you're like, and then a character you are mm-hmm.
0: afraid you are more like? Well, I know that I'm like sort of the Avon Barksdale of like, <laughs> like my a, life a
2: parody songs about a cum. parody
0: songs about come yeah uh, and uh, but sometimes I feel like I'm more of fucking Stringer Bell. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like uh, bubbles. I guess is <laughs> how, how I mm-hmm. worry about myself being viewed. as, like someone who's uh, you know like bubbles is. Not just a heroin thing, but sometimes when I'm making the parody songs, you know, I'm like, are they laughing with me or are they laughing at me? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I I
1: certainly connect to a lot of aspects of McNulty where, you know, Mm -hmm. some of his driving forces are like spite for his bosses and the desire the sort of know-it-all ish desire to prove that he's like smarter than uh the his bosses and people that are like he sees as against him somehow like mm-hmm. I, I don't you know i don't necessarily connect to the uh the uh
0: Adulterer, <laughs> the serial adulterer, <laughs> right, boy right, right, aspects right. of McNulty. But then I'm maybe like, maybe not the the drunk part. Like you drink a little, but not yeah, not McNulty like McNulty.
1: Level. But yeah, and maybe I, I don't know. I get like like maybe I'm really more like a Presbo, and the uh, and the McNulty things is just uh, my self flattering version. I, I don't know.
0: You're not a Presbo. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm uh, trying
1: to think of another character who I can't really think of any other character
2: that would yeah
0: brent what about you for me
2: yeah i mean i think we are all we all we're all mcnulty types uh yeah. to some degree and i i, I yeah i want to believe that but also there's a scene in the wire that i think about a lot because it's not until a later season it's 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 after uh is in the picture but there's the do you remember the scene where he goes to the neighborhood and he just starts handing kids money yeah. And uh, it's Michael. Michael's the only one who says no. Yes. And I remember watching that and being like, "You fucking idiot, take the money." <laughs> yeah, and Yeah. And so I on some level I'm like, "Oh, am I like that other I'm like that dumb little kid? Like right. that's how people see me as this dumb little kid who's like, "Yeah, I'll take money. I have no principles." I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Give
1: <laughs> <you, can> <laughs> me. I could I could see maybe uh, m- maybe like the the negative image of myself is more like uh d where you know he Mm. he hears like one or two quotes from someone and he can like and he can be conversant in those and think that he's smart Uh. but really he's just very bad at playing the game that he needs to play for life right
0: yes Mm -hmm. that does sound like you dude ouch that's that's you dude (laughs) just like always torn between like life of crime aka podcast (laughs) and uh and and, and the straight life, aka raising your family, <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> and but D's also uh, D's also very, uh,
1: you know, he's he's a meticulous dresser and 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 a bit of a
0: dandy, which is very not me at all yeah that's true yeah that's there's i mean it's just parts of you and also he you're not the again like both presbo and uh d i look one of their to me one of their big defining characteristics is their uh their blood proximity or marriage proximity to uh power power and powerful people so uh you uh you on the other hand um do not have any Res, Fresno royalty in your blood as far as I know. Uh, my Oh uh, yeah? My uh, yeah, a distant cousin of mine was the
1: sculptor who made the big uh David of Sassoon statue that's is uh on the like the courthouse lawn here, but uh yeah, that's about it. That's what hey, That's all I got. That's
0: pretty cool. You have a distant cousin who did art? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's fucking that is cool, but it's uh, you know. he wasn't was he a judge? no you know he mean? was
1: not a judge i have no like people in the power structure
0: in my family you know i think more uh i think this is just back to someone else's question but uh a, a season on how the fuck judge ships work i think would have been very educational mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. very yeah the thing where
1: they're constantly uh saying that they can't do things because that would be like doing politics and it's like Aren't you guys like elected? What the fuck are you talking
0: about? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And uh, like some are elected and some are appointed and like uh, some are, you know, or even worse uh,
1: sheriffs like sh- the share the whole oh, like fuck, the institution bro. of sheriffs. Like, why does it exist? Why that do we need it? It seems thing. like it exists solely to uh, produce like small town tyrants.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like so that mm-hmm. uh, people, people with petty fiefdoms. They, right. So that people in the county... Yeah. have uh like neighborhood fascists who are going to go around and you know steal from you yeah
2: and, and also buy cowboy hats
0: it's for yeah for fascist cowboy <laughs> yeah hat it's like the one job where it's like we need cowboy hat police and uh the yeah there was like, that whole that. thing mm. with
1: the la county sheriffs mm-hmm. where they were basically like operating as like a gang and selling drugs they're literally and and it was like well why would you have them mm-hmm. in the first place like you have you have yeah, enough like law what? enforcement institutions in Los Angeles that you need a right. the it's like, department okay
0: and why the fuck do you need? it's like it, it, it'd be one thing if they're like oh well, we're policing the gangs who are technically in the county and not in the city but they would just be fucking city police they'd be doing city yeah, police and gang just, unit shit they're just like riding their horses around Melrose Fairfax well like, that's always great what
2: the fuck is that for <laughs> yeah it is really funny that, to see listen them.
0: give me a horse cop you know that's <laughs> what I say <laughs> Some of those who work forces are the same <laughs> that ride horses. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I Sometimes I, I, I worry I'm Bubbles, I guess. Um, but sometimes I worry I'm Johnny. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, that's
2: worse. Johnny would be worse.
0: Sometimes I feel like one of the like the dead ladies in the can. <laughs> like... Just, just like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. All right, here's an here's an email. Uh, <clears throat> hey Matt and Vince, this is not a question. It looks like uh, this is just something nice. Hey Matt and Vince, hope all is well. Congrats on the new lives you've both semi recently brought into the world. I hope they both grow up to have uh, someone. Uh, talk about them the way Matt talks about the stripper who got beaten to death on the Sopranos, <laughs> uh, but not entirely since like 70% of the time, Matt couldn't remember her name. Just how, Tracy. Her titty, just how her titties made him feel. Anyways, I loved your Sopranos rewatch show. I only recently binge it because Matt is one of my favorite guests. On Behind the Bastards, he did a lot of accents on the Napoleon, the third episodes, and I was hoping for more of those. Not a whole lot of accents, but the uh, B stories hit in a similar way. Anyways, part two, I fucking hated The Wire. I really liked that it felt like I was a complete bystander watching a chess match play out, not truly caring who wins or loses. But that was a double edged sword because I cannot stand most of the characters and I'm not attached to them in any way. McNulty is the worst. Every episode, it seems like he's actively trying to make today worse than yesterday, but <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it, but a surprise when he realizes how much his life sucks for such a smart guy. He's a stupid bitch. My favorite characters were Wallace and Dee. Then what happened to them happened. Uh, It was midway through season two that I realized, oh, all the characters I like are just going to end up used and abused like tissue Kleenex. And generally the ones crudely coming into them are the main cast. Super fun. But I like y'all so, (laughs) so much. I'm picking it back up so I can keep pace with the rewatch and better appreciate the B-stories. Uh, please have Billy Wayne Davis on as much as possible. I would wouldn't be mad if there was a whole season with him as a guest. Thank you. We'll probably give you money at some point. Uh, that is from Boop Oop. Uh This is I like they sent this very nice email from an alt email address. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to I don't want you to know my name, but I have lots of thoughts and I love you. Um. That is uh, that's a great I love that
2: assessment. Of yes. The tissues
0: and the. Yeah. Amazing. That's great work. That is really fantastic work. You know, occasionally we get a super well written and thoughtful email. And uh, I had to read that. Yeah. one.
2: And I uh, think it does kind of articulate part of the reason why. Dude, I had a. I had a tough time watching season two. Like it's uh, Mm -hmm. objectively a great show, but I watched it all. I was dog sitting and I watched it all over the course of like a week. Yeah. I was so fucking depressed by the end of that week. (laughs) Yeah. That, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. That's all. And, And that's, yeah, that was my kind of my, I think I told you guys this before, but my first time watching The Wire, I had to like stop watching it before bed. Mm. Because it would stress me out. Like I had to watch it in the daylight, so I had hours to like decompress before <laughs> I had to try to go to sleep. Because otherwise, it would keep me up at night. It was so stressful yeah. and depressing. I definitely think it's the
1: most depressing of the seasons,
0: and at least where it ends. Um, I don't know, dude, the ones with the kids. The season four is going to be just like just you mentioning the uh, the time Michael didn't take the money. Mm-hmm. It just like opened up a bunch of memories where it's like, Oh yeah. Oh Mm. yeah. Oh (laughs) fuck. Just like all of the fucking detail in that season, Mm -hmm. uh, regarding the kids and their, their home lives. And I'm just like, Mm. you're going to get more depressing. I'll tell you that right now. Um, (laughs) like it's funny because like I found Ziggy to be, An incredibly depressing character this time around, whereas like originally, so bad. Well, right, but originally it was just (laughs) oh he sucks and he's annoying. But like this time around, I was like, yeah he sucks and he's annoying. But like, have you ever known someone who was trapped with a sucky personality like forever? (laughs) That's who they they can't help it, and then to watch that person snap and then suffer consequences from the one time that they tried to like stand up for themselves. Like all of it just was like, obviously that's a very specific situation, but I just was imagining uh a lot of uh, people that I know with shitty personalities. Not me, not me. I have a great personality, but uh yeah, no, if you think Ziggy's depressing this time around, um, goddamn season four is going to kill us. That's going to be lots of comedy there. Mm. Um, all right, well, I think uh we're getting close to wrapping this up. So uh let's do one more uh Reddit question. All right. This is the this is the
2: one with the most upvotes, so we gotta get it in. Uh this is from the Chwatbot. <laughs> I like that. I didn't okay. get it until I read it out loud. C-H-W-A-T-Bot Chwatbot. Uh who's the best cop character on the wire and mm. why is it Bunny Colvin? Mm. Um, First of all, disagree, but go ahead.
0: I mean, no. I uh, what? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the best cop character? Well, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean. Just in terms of, for me, entertainment value, like Bunny Colvin, I think is a, a fine choice if you want to pick a good cop. Right, but I, I think don't that's, think that's what... like a very illustrative of the show. Or <laughs> right, yeah, he seems like the the person. If I had to have one of these people in my life, yes, I would of course choose Bunny Colvin. But for entertainment value, it's Herc and Carve. What a mm. duo! I love yeah, these yeah. idiots. They they remind me of. You know, dudes I played baseball with, but now they have guns and they're allowed to like beat people up. It's so funny to think about all those bozos who you knew who have power now. uh, They have so much power now and they never gained any self-awareness
0: or like. (laughs) Or learn yeah, sort of like streeted, how to yeah, how everything. to interact in society in a society yeah. in which you are not the uh, center of attention or the uh, number one person mm-hmm. that the world revolves around. Yeah, um, I mean, are, I feel like yeah. Carve
1: actually has like a kind of a face turn. Like his arc is kind of uh, being like the worst kind of cop and uh, gradually like evolving into a better one. So you know. Mm-hmm that's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't think it's like <clears throat> realistic necessarily, but uh, you know, it's a
0: it's a nice nice cathartic arc of his. I mean, it's an interesting question because it's like if he was like, "Who's your favorite cop?" and then but if the if the fucking follow-up is, "And why is it Bunny Colvin?" then it changes the nature of the question. It's like, okay, it's not about who's my favorite character cop. It's like who's a who is a cop who I think was like, okay, that's a good cop, quote unquote. That right, isn't that the question? I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. Because like Bunny Colvin is not I don't think anyone's favorite character. But uh he's in not terms bad. of No, no, he's a good he's a good character, but I mean, you know, we're we're a bunch of uh Herc and Carve guys over here. Sure. You know? yeah. We we yeah. like uh <laughs> we like our cops dumb and uh stupid. We I mean like they're them all pushing so and great. pulling. Like I you the, know, I love desk.
1: I love Freeman and Bunk. Like you can't Right. Like they're both so good, it's yeah, even hard Bunk's to great, too. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean so like Freeman is like to me the obvious like best cop on the show he's also an like, interesting
1: one because he like seems like he's a good guy in addition to being an interesting character but then he does a lot of stuff that like undercuts that like he's kind of
0: uh well he kind of grooms because his, kind of uh, a witness yeah
1: kind of a witness <laughs> groomer he also like low-key like throws daniels under the bus uh yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: he says he's yeah no and you know in he's slippery five,
1: he, and he's a, he's he is, He's a slippery operator in a daddy's clothing. Like, yeah,
0: he's a good character. Yeah, he's a (laughs) a fantastic character. Oh yeah, I mean, he's he's um, you know, he's got the same kind of like drive as McNulty without the like the need to self sabotage. Yeah, well, he's also yeah, he's already.
1: He's already knows what it's like to get fucked over right. for being too much of a McNulty. So he's
0: self sabotaged once before, and he's like learned his lesson, and he's like learned how to avoid it, um, avoid like you know yeah getting put in the fucking mail room or whatever. Um, but I thought I was more like Freeman before
1: I got laid off, and then I realized that I'm not, I'm not as good good of an operator as Freeman was. I thought no, you're, I, you're, I thought I'd learned some things, but no, I had not.
0: Uh, Vince, at this point you have to have some perspective on this, and that like uh, you did once again avoid getting laid off for sixteen fucking years. Yeah, you did. were did. doing a great job. Yeah, I mean of that's one that's off. one way to look at it for sure. Eventually they got you, but that's just like you know, that's everybody true. gotta die someday. Yeah. Every man dies, no man truly lives. That's right. Braveheart.
1: Yeah. Like if Freeman um, was at the baltimore police department before it was called the baltimore police department and was like the second employee uh yeah and still got like, <laughs> and still got put pushed out yeah that'd be me
0: yeah okay fair fair enough but uh yeah i don't know um i feel like the the only bummer in if we're talking about that is um that you didn't get to have an irish wake
1: yeah you know May- well you maybe maybe it's coming
0: I mean, it would be nice to, you know, if you could just come down to L.A., go to the Uproxx office. We'll put you on a table and start singing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because like David (laughs) Simon, uh, like I like to bash his musical choices just because uh, I feel like we ha- I have. I feel like I have the same musical taste as David David Simon. So whenever yeah. there's a song where I'm like, "Oh man, this is great," uh, I'm like, "That's out of character for these characters, but it's right." It's perfectly uh, in my wheelhouse and designed to appeal to me personally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so you know, we'll play some Pogues while you're yeah, or Steve s- Earl, lying- or Steve Earl, exactly. Um, speaking of Steve Earl. Um, I am now in season two of a uh, first time around Treme watch. I still have never
1: watched it. I tried to watch it when it was happening and I was like, there's too much going on here. And I don't know what it Uh, it is. is, It is. It
0: is. It is. Tough. It is not great. (laughs) It's got it's, you know, it's. There's no overarching like uh, narrative in terms of like it's there's there's no plot really there's kind of maybe some individual character studies, um, and it's uh, it's really hard because it's it's a it's a whole show about how much New Orleans jazz music is great, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, and sure yeah uh, like a bit, but after a while. <laughs> It's the most annoying music on the planet. <laughs> it's an entire series dedicated to like, isn't Iko a good song? Kinda, I guess. I mean, if we're talking Ico? about
1: jazz, I feel like the Zydeco version mm-hmm. is preferable to me than most jazz. But yeah, I don't know.
0: No, I, I agree. I agree. But, uh, th- you know, once you're like inundated with it. Episode after episode and a lot of long, you know, it's all diegetic, you know. Yeah. So it's like they're watching and that's cool, but after a while it's just like
1: <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it'd be like that coffee shop that I worked in that played the uh Midnight in Paris soundtrack for like a year straight. And uh yeah. now as soon as I hear oh a clar and now as soon as I hear a clarinet, I'm like, okay, I'm out. I can't
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You can only hear so much kind of like uh rag music or just like general kind of um uh brass bandy stuff um without just like going like stop please stop i beg you to stop i beg Ah. you um yeah but anyways uh it's uh yeah it is um i'll I'll report back but not 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 enjoying it but i I, there are moments where i enjoy it uh vince do we have a, a voicemail sure we sure do uh and here it is
2: hi oh, this is a question about the end of, no, season two of the wire at the end it's revealed that every corpse with a missing head and hands was done by one person uh boris uh, that's his name that's his that's his true name boris but wouldn't right. you think like the police would think there's a serial killer going around specializing in cutting off people's heads and hands <laughs> like a ton of bodies showed up like that wouldn't that like Start ringing
1: some alarm bells. I don't know. Just my thought. Bye. I mean, I'm going to say no because uh, they got all of the like they they called out to a bunch of different police departments, uh, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. to, to yeah. like collect all of those headless, handless bodies from different places. Uh, also, I feel like it's like when um, one one musician sues another musician for, uh, plagiarism, <laughs> for, for plagiarism and then, yeah. then they go to court and they're like, yeah, that's just a common chord progression. I feel like yeah. <laughs> cutting mm-hmm. off the head and the hands of a, of a murder victim. Like that is, that is kind of like a common chord progression for, uh, you know, killing a snitch or <laughs> some, someone in your drug gang. So yeah. yeah.
0: No, it's true. It's uh, I I kind of imagine because they were talking to everybody like all the other police stations that like, You know, every, you know, police station has at least one headless, handless guy. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it did lead to
1: my favorite line in the the season where (laughs) Bunk says somewhere there's another
0: detective looking at a table full of pictures of heads. heads. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I uh, I don't know if I think if there's one thing this show has taught me and it turned out to be true. Uh, which is, is that um, like police departments, they don't communicate with each other. And and like mm-hmm. like police, even within police, one police department, like the sub departments don't communicate with each other. Friends who are police yeah. don't even communicate <laughs> yeah. with each other. Like yeah. literally
2: if, s- if Landsman can't connect Ziggy to the Sabatka <laughs> <Subodka> investigation, <laughs> yeah. how are different police departments going to connect these headless bodies?
0: Yeah, uh, it it's clear that uh, you know no one is thinking in terms of like file this away for pattern. Everyone's thinking of it in terms of uh, is this on me to solve or is this somebody else? And uh, mm-hmm. honestly, that's why we have some of the best police work in America. You know, because that's right. People always say that. People always say, you know, who's got the best police? America. Uh, Yeah. So anyways, it's, uh, yeah, I think that is, that's, that's enough emails and voicemails and Reddit threads, right guys? That was great. I'm, uh, thank you to everybody who sent
1: one in. I feel like you guys asked some good questions, had some good observations. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. Great job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I love all you guys for for you know sending us like the messages and the emails and stuff and uh, you know feel free to continue sending them in. I feel like at some you know sometimes uh, we should just on the episode you know if we see a good one we bring it up talk about it. That's what I say. Yeah, but you know we don't have to. Uh, all right, Brent Flyberg, thank you so much for mm-hmm. <laughs> coming on the pod. <laughs> i am just kidding. Of course. Yeah, uh just for funsies, where can people find you? Flyberg on Instagram. If you live in Los Angeles,
2: come to the Alamo Draft House on May 6th for stacks uh it's a stand-up comedy show. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, you're doing uh, a show at the Alamo Draft House? Yeah, babe. We'll get you Hell? on. We'll oh, get no. you on. I wasn't at I was just to say, you know, but yeah. No, but we will. I mean, if you yeah, want to yeah, book
2: <laughs> you don't yeah, have to. We're starting to a, we're starting a show at the at the Draft House at the Video Vortex Bar inside oh, the Alamo Draft House.
0: Hell yeah, wow. um, yeah. But you know, like who books it? Uh, so check out <laughs> Stacks over at the Alamo Draft House and uh, and also check out uh, Brent Flyberg on all of the social media platforms patreon.com slash broadcast we want to thank everyone who has joined recently in support of uh vince um and hmm. i assume the show in general um but uh you know keep joining keep if you're listening right now and you're like i haven't joined do it patreon.com slash broadcast broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions comments and concerns Vince, what is the Google Voice number?
1: Uh, 415-275-0030. What's up? Yeah. I just want to say, if any of you uh, work with Google Voice or at Google Voice, could you tell them to stop trying to take away our number? We do not... (laughs) We do not use it to make calls. I don't need an email every month telling me that they're going to close my account unless I make a call. That shit is annoying. No one uses it to make calls. Everybody has a cell phone. It is for voicemails uh, and text messages. But yeah, 415-275-0030.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. As uh, you know, we will be taking a bit of a break between seasons, but we will be back soon with season three of Pod Yourself, The Wire. So until next time, if you come at the king, you best not miss.
3: The Wire. Yeah. Wire podcast. The world's only wire podcast. Yeah, bitch, this is a show about the wire, and it's also about putting out some fires. It's about war on drugs, and the war on terror. It's about lots of things, but it's also about cool guys who sell drugs to their friends and their thugs, and everybody's seeing all the things going on, and now one doing nothing and no one's ever gonna win and the war won't end till everyone tries heroin about schools and people who work at the docks and people who teach in schools and the newspaper guys at the end and also about drug dealers and also about drug users and also about McNulty getting a Has good taste or it means that he watched the show and decided to not do anything when he had the power to change things but whatever bro that's fine I wouldn't have done it neither probably I'd be too scared to do it suck it suck it suck it suck 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 it Sucky, 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 saki Simon